You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hoop ballers, welcome in. I'm Ron Burgundy? Question mark. Clearly, this is not Devin today getting on the pod for you guys. This is actually Jonathan Martinez at M42TINEZ, the king of ding, as Mr. Ellington likes to call me. I am one of the Many talented hoop ball wager pass cappers. So make sure to follow me on Twitter at M42TINEZ. Today in sports betting, we're going to take a dive into the NBA futures market. Lots of great value that I found on the board. And for this episode, I'm going to be getting my numbers from the FanDuel Sportsbook. Look forward to sharing that with you guys here on today's episode. And before we get started and dive deep into these picks that I have listed for everyone, we're going to talk about our sponsors, of course. Use the code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, at mybookie.ag. If you guys follow us on the wager pass or even have another subscription that includes the Discord, you'll find that all of our numbers or most of our numbers, I should say, are from my bookie. 
And if you would like to start a MyBookie account, please feel free to reach out to one of the many HoopBall members so we can get you started over at MyBookie. I had a hard time at first finding all the props on the MyBookie website, but once I found them, it was uh, go time pretty much, especially with baseball and uh, the home run props. So make sure you guys are signing up with MyBookie and use the code HOOPBALL. There's a lot of action tonight. Well, I shouldn't say a lot of action, but there's action across the sports uh, world. And it would be the perfect time to start that account, especially with basketball season looming. I know a lot of the people who have subscriptions here on Hoop, at HoopBall are mainly for you know basketball reasons. And obviously, we have a lot of sharp minds on our site. And this is how it started with, with, you know, the focus being on basketball. But we've definitely expanded. And, um, you know, we're, we're slowly but surely taking off here. So, yeah, make sure you use that, that code HOOPBALL over at MyBookie. And then to our other sponsor, Manscaped, right? This is the perfect time right now, especially right now. I like to call this hibernation season. The weather's getting cold. Uh, less and less, um, you know, active and and wanting to, to go out to places because, um, you know, eventually it's going to start snowing, depending on where you are in, in the country or even outside the country if you're, if you're tuning in outside the states but basically you know this is especially for men you uh tend to you know get a little get a little bushy in some areas and uh manscaped has the perfect perfect uh products to help with that and making sure that your your bush is nice and trimmed uh all year long Stay fresh. So if you go to the to the website, to the Manscaped website, and you want to make a purchase, please use the code HOOPBALL20. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 over at Manscaped to stay fresh, okay? It's very important to, uh, you know, emphasize on your hygiene. Make sure... All the the hair is freshly trimmed. Even the nose hairs, you could get you know, get a little bushy, get a little you know the the the, the little baby hairs could start poking out of the nose. Um, so that that could be a, a a warning sign for for people, and they see your nose and they go, whoa, you got a lot a lot of hair going on in there. So yeah, make sure you go to Manscape, check out the products over there, and use that. That code hoopball twenty. So talked a lot about the, the the sponsors and the codes. Wanted to get that out of the way before we get started with the nitty gritty today. So like I mentioned earlier, NBA futures market. Um, it's 
I feel like the futures market in every league is is getting more and more popular. There's more of an emphasis on uh, looking into the market before the season starts. And for me, I didn't look into the, the, the market last season. Especially the player, the player market. I I would say I looked more into the the over unders on the win totals. And if I'm not mistaken, Phoenix at one point was I think their over under was 38 and a half, and it was at plus money to go to the over. Obviously, that easily hit. So. Uh, because I didn't end up playing that ultimately, I was I told myself we're gonna take a deep dive in the 20, 20, 2021, 22 season to to look into these player props, right? And so I've done my homework here. So I wanted to share with you guys some of the props, some of the win totals that I like going into the new season which I'm very excited about. Um, if you if you are on the Discord, which is probably one of the most underrated things about not just football, but the, the, the uh, subscriptions that you can get. And um, it can be a little confusing. It can, can be a lot going on, especially right now with uh, people asking about uh, questions in regards to their fantasy drafts. But... Man, the the Discord is is a gem. So, you know, everyone, a lot of the a lot of people have been very active on there. So, as far as NBA goes, I've been active so far on the preseason stuff, and I get it. Preseason is is meaningless, and um, you know, we're not really getting the full idea of of how the rotations are going to be come regular season there there are guys that are that are sitting out there are guys that are out due to uh injuries that they might have suffered whether it be in the off season or last season so you know but but then again for me personally I like to watch the preseason because we kind of get a, a glimpse of some of the guys who maybe the year two, year three guys that are um, going to turn the corner here or, or showed glimpses of potential last season um, where we weren't getting um, consistent minutes in the rotation, but due to, uh, you know, injuries or offseason moves, trades, signings, whatever the case might be, um, could either be losing more minutes or gaining more minutes going into this new season. So I like to watch, especially for the younger players who were, you know, higher draft picks or, um, or, or now have have more, uh, a bigger role on their team this season. Looking to see how they play, right? So I'm gonna get started with the player props in the futures market, and then we'll transition to the win totals. So. I've looked into three markets in particular. My favorite market is the most improved player market. And we'll look into that first here because I have three picks written down that I like and guys that I could see 
just really taking a, a, a big step forward into their production. Guys that, uh, you know, played, all three of these guys played really well last year. And it's just, you know, a matter of do they really execute and really take advantage of their opportunities here in, in the 21-22 season, right? So the first guy that I've written down, and it's not the porter that everyone is glamoring about currently, and rightfully so. Uh, and Michael Porter Jr. is is a great, great talent. He's a world-class scorer. I could definitely see him averaging 24 to 25 points a night this season, especially with Jamal Murray being out and uh, taking over that number two role next to Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP. But for me personally, I really, really, really like Kevin Porter Jr. of the Houston Rockets. He's currently slated as the second favorite to win rook or to win most improved player, excuse me. He's at plus twelve hundred over on the fan dual sportsbook. And Kevin Porter Jr., um, no one's really questioned his talent. I think he's had a number of issues off the court that's really, you know, pushed him back from really showing his his skill set. And when he went to the Rockets last year, you know, he made a, a very big impact. He averaged 16 points, almost 17 points a game. 6.3 assists, 3.8 rebounds. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And where he could make the jump in this next season is obviously the, the assist can go up. He's spoken about wanting to average a double-double a night, so 10 assists a game. And, you know, the Rockets are obviously in a rebuild situation. They're going to be focusing in on putting some talent around Porter Jr., Jalen Green, the number two overall pick, and Christian Wood, who, you know, obviously could play a role in this in this market as well. And most improved player. It's obviously that it's obvious that he has immense talent as a big. But ultimately, what stands out for me with that most improved player market is looking for guys who can make a difference across the board, right? They have uh, counting stats and, you know, there's a, a clear 
a clear uh, jump from 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 last year to this season. So MPJ, you know, even though he's gonna get a big role with the Nuggets, and, and I see the points going up. I think also another issue for me with with, with Michael Porter Jr. is uh, obviously the the health risk. Not only does he uh, does he have a, a track record of of getting injured, but also he he's spoken out about not being comfortable with getting the vaccination. So there could potentially be a time where he he misses a few games not due to just injury but maybe covid related and uh there was a point last year where he actually did uh miss some games due to health and safety protocols so we got to we got to keep that keep that into mind here when it when we're looking at futures markets and uh obviously Porter and Kevin Porter Jr could easily you know do do something crazy outside of outside of the court outside of you know basketball related things but you know obviously the rockets have great belief in him they're they're looking to, to move on from John Wall so that Kevin Porter Jr could be the starting point guard and obviously the the point guard of the future to to run along with Jalen Green so Kevin Porter Jr is is the first guy that we're going to be giving out in the most improved player market. And then the second guy that I'm going to talk about, he's my favorite player out of out of the betting market. And a guy that is going to get a great opportunity to also increase on his uh stats, his uh percentages. This, this upcoming season, a guy who a lot of people have been very high on since day one, since he first came into the league, and uh, I think he's going to get some, a little more, uh, he's going to get more recognition, I would say, this season, and that's DeJounte Murray. On FanDuel, he's currently at plus... 2000 I was able to snag him on Barstool Sportsbook for plus 4000 I believe a couple days ago so if you guys do have multiple books and they're offering futures uh, bets in the NBA take a look at the numbers across the across your books and obviously you wanna you wanna cash in on a on a big on a big number here. So DeJounte Murray last season averaged fifteen point seven points per game, seven point one rebounds, and five point four assists. DeJounte Murray is a guy who could potentially average close to a triple double this season. Obviously, I read out those numbers, and he was flirting around with triple-doubles last year. He, I believe, had five, maybe six triple-doubles last year. Um, so it's not out of the question that he could 
could uh, get the triple doubles. Excuse me, I don't know if you guys could hear my dog in the background. Uh, but um, DeJounte Murray, I really like him this year. Great opportunity for him to be the guy in San Antonio. You have uh, a number of departures, guys that had had received a lot of usage, most notably DeMar DeRozan going to Chicago. And and San Antonio didn't bring anybody that bring anybody in that could, you know, bite into DeJounte's usage or take minutes away from him, I believe. Patty Mills was his backup. He's now gone as well. He's he's gonna be coming off the bench in Brooklyn. That is young. Not a not a high usage guy. Uh, Rudy Gay was a guy that saw the ball in his hands quite often. He's now in in Utah. So, you know, Dijon, there's there's honestly there's a lot of guys that you could really look for in this market that play on on the Spurs, right? Because people are high on on Murray, and I, I am one of them. I am also high on Keldon Johnson. I think him playing in the Olympics and, and being around, you know, established star players did some good for him because obviously he's not getting that quality of 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 stardom on his own team with San Antonio. Not to say they don't have guys that are are, are capable players, but you know. Playing, playing in the Olympics, playing with with the star power that that the uh, USA team had, I think that did some some good for him. And honestly, Keldon Johnson, you know, is is a super underrated player, and you could and he's a lot bigger than than people think he is. Uh, he's got some size on him now. He's about six 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 seven. So he's and he's he's just good, you know produce across the board. So he's a guy that I could see, um, you know, really stepping, making a big step forward for San Antonio. I think that's why they, you know, were willing to let go of DeMar DeRozan so that Keldon Johnson could ultimately receive more more usage, more minutes, and be, um, you know, their second, I guess their second option. Because I think DeJounte is their, their number one guy. And then also, um, you know, another guy on their roster that could perform well this year is Derek White. But the only issue I have with White is that he he gets injured a lot, and obviously injury can can factor into all these guys. We, you know, there's an element of unknown of of when or if these guys if if these guys are going to get injured throughout the season. Or, or sit out due to health and safety protocols. Obviously, that's that's still a factor this season. But um, Dejounte Murray is screaming triple double and screaming twenty points a game. So I I really like him this year, especially in the in the most improved player market. I think he's getting snoozed on a bit. 
And then my last guy, who is already an all-star, already one of the best bigs in the league. I think you can make a strong case for him this year. And the number is really, really juicy at plus 8,500. I'm going to go with Bam out of And I know he's going to be gunning for defensive player of the year. And I think that he, you know, he has all the talent in the world to accomplish that. But Bam Adebayo is a guy who, if you're tuning in and want somebody who just contributes across the board, Bam's the perfect center in fantasy. And I don't want to digress too much into the fantasy aspect, but Bam's just—he's just a monster. He's a beast. He's—he's a—he's a freak of nature, uh, a big that can move, and and it's quite remarkable how well he can move for his size. He's not a big guy in height per se. He's not the biggest center out there, but um, he does have some some size on him. You know, he, he's moving around like, man, probably like 270, 260, 270, moving around that weight and able to handle the ball, um, just be active. Uh, his his contributing stats last year, especially the blocks and rebounds, he, had a, he averaged one per game in each category on top of averaging 18 points a night. Uh, the rebounds did go down from the, the year prior. He was uh, averaging just nine rebounds a game. And he averaged uh, 5.4 assists per game. And people are a little hesitant about him. We're not hesitant, but worry that the assist numbers are going to go down because Kyle Lowry is there now. But... Man, I think Bam. You know, he we we've heard some 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 quotes this offseason from from Eric Spoelstra talking about how they want Bam to expand his range. So Bam shooting threes is a scary sight because he already improved his mid range shooting last year. Um, you know, and he shot 57% from the field, shot 23 or 25% from three. And as I, as I stated earlier, the rebounds were down, the assists were up and then, you know, a block and assist, I mean, a block and a, and a steal per game. But if you look at Miami's depth chart, Especially with the bigs, they're not they're not really big. They're not really deep with their bigs. They're more deep with their guards, and that's if Oladipo comes back. Right? It's been a while since we've seen a healthy Victor Oladipo. But you got guys like Dwayne Dedman, Markeith Morris, that are potentially. Going to back up out of bio, 
And Miami, I think, did this on purpose because last year they had Precious Ochua, who they moved to Toronto when they picked up Kyle Lowry. And he was seeing some minutes at the five. But I think Bam is a guy who might be able to potentially lead the league in minutes per game, right? He averaged 33 minutes a night last year. You could see him going up to 35, 36 minutes. So as efficient as he is, and I'm pretty sure if you look at his per minute stats, they're through the roof. So that's a scary sight. For a guy who was already productive last year in 33 minutes, that could potentially see another two, three more minutes per game this year. I, I believe, based off of the depth in Miami, I think he's going to be a big part of their their offense. Um, he's going to be active on defense. He's already mad that you know he didn't he didn't get a, a vote in the in the GM poll for. Uh, you know, potentially winning Defensive Player of the Year. He he stated that he, he, you know, he doesn't pay attention to those things. And, you know, the guy's motivated. I, I think Bam is a guy who uh, who doesn't rest on his morals, right? And and year to year, we've seen the production go up. And it wasn't, it was not too long ago that he was the, he was the, the, um, Second place uh, vote getter and most improved player to Brandon Ingram in twenty in twenty nineteen, I believe it was. So eighty five hundred for Bam Adebayo, and like I said, a guy who's made a jump every year in production, a guy who I think could get over that twenty point per game plateau, based off of. Not just the lack of depth in the with the bigs in Miami, but the injury history of their guards. Stated Oladipo, Kyle Lowry is getting up there. Uh, I could see him missing a few games. Jimmy Butler, another guy who, you know, those two guys, Lowry and, and Butler, play hard. Correct. So there's going to be times where they're diving in for balls or flailing at somebody and could potentially break a finger or break a wrist. And and those are guys that, you know, if they're out, bam, easily becomes their their go-to guy. And everything's going to run through him. So, bam out of bio at plus 8,500 is, is my long shot in, in the most improved player market. And this is a smooth transition now into the six-man award winner. Another Miami Heat player. A guy who didn't make the big jump that people were expecting year two. But I think year three could capitalize on that potential. A guy who I think isn't getting talked up, talked up enough in the in the six-man award market, a guy who this offseason put on some weight, some some muscle, 
it's very notable if you if you take a look at him and uh a guy who had his first child in the off season and you might wonder why why is that does that does that have any correlation to to play on the court Tyler Hero you know he made a he made a big splash in the bubble his rookie year right and then a lot of people thought man he's going to he's going to take off in year 2 did play well he averaged 15 points a game but Miami is going to be leaning on him this year especially coming off the bench to produce and I and I touched a bit on this with with Bam and why I believe he has every chance to winning the most improved player award. I also believe Tyler Hero has every chance to win six man of the year. And here's why. Nine out of the last ten or nine out of the last ten six man award winners were guards, right? Guards that could score, guards that were on playoff teams. And I don't think there's any doubt that Miami's going to make the playoffs, right? But they have some glaring holes that I just mentioned with their, not only just their bigs, but they just have a lack of of depth across the board, I feel like. Um, you know, the guards are pretty established. The guards are, are pretty established. You know, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and um, Victor Oladipo whenever he comes back. I know... Gabe Vincent saw some minutes last year. I think he'll be a guy who who's still in the rotation this year. But man, Tyler Hero, he's gonna get minutes at the at the one and the two. And we've seen a little bit of that already in the preseason, him handling the ball. And like I said, Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry are due for injuries this year. I just feel like they they just can't the way they play. They they they're due for injuries, and it's not to wish bad upon them. By no means am I wishing ill on them, but they play hard, like I said, and and that sets up for injuries, little little injuries that I that I talked about, right? But man, Miami. Off the bench is not looking that great. And like I said, Tyler Hero is their only guy that I could really see um, that's that's playing right now, that's able to come out there and play, right? Um, that can uh, really make an impact. Victor Oladipo, more, li- more likely than not, is going to be coming off the bench because they really like Duncan Robinson. He spaces the floor better than anyone on their roster. But 
Oladipo just had issues staying healthy. Last year, he only played 33 games. The year before that, only played 19. And then in 18, 19, he only played 36. So I think Oladipo is going to be unavailable more than he'll be available this year, just based off of his his health. Um, so Tyler Hero, man, I think he's a guy that could come off the bench, put up 18 points a night, you know, contribute, obviously, in the assist column. If he's going to be playing the backup point guard and two-guard role, he's a capable playmaker. Um, you know, I think the the the... The expectations were a little too high last year based off of the, the depth that they had. And um, if you look at his full stats from last year, he averaged 15 points a game, five rebounds, 3.4 assists, shot 36% from three, and 43 from from the field. So I, I honestly believe that the field goal percentage goes up I think the three points percentage can go up as well. The rebounds, I mean, he could he could board well for for a guard. I think the assists are for sure gonna go up, and then the points. I mean, the points are the are the big key here. Is the points are gonna go up? You know, he he had a a, a two point increase from his rookie year to his second year in the points category the rebounds were up the assists were up the three point and field goal percentage or the three point percentage went down a bit in year 2 and the field goal percentage went up a a point from his rookie year so another guy on Miami who Continues to get better. Like I said, people might say that he had a, a disappointing year too, but I just believe that's more so the fact that the expectations were just a bit too high for Hero. So I believe he has every chance to win um, six man of the year. You know, Jordan Clarkson is the is the uh, favorite going into this market and going into this season. He won it last year, but Utah Utah did get some more guys off the bench. Uh, I mentioned Rudy Gay earlier. They have uh, Eric Pascal, so they got they got some guys, you know. And then and then Joe Ingles should be coming off the bench, so they got a little more deep out in Utah. So I think Hero is in a in a prime spot to. Um, you know, make up for the lack of depth and also cash in on these added opportunities with uh, Goran Dragic now in Toronto. 
So we took a look already into the into the most improved player market. We already looked into the six man market. I'm gonna take a look at the rookie of the year uh, market, and for whatever reason, FanDuel does not have the rookie of the year listed on there. But there's two guys that I like, and um, might want to take a look into on, on your on your sports books. The first guy is the second pick of the 2021 draft, and that was Jalen Green in Houston. He's already got a got an advantage. Versus these other rookies that are coming to the league because he took a different route to getting into the NBA. Last year, he played on the G League Ignite team where he averaged 18 points a game. And I think that's going to bode well for him. I also think for if, if Jonathan Kumanga was was in on Golden State, I think he, it would bode, bode well for him as well if he was on a different team. Because both of those guys were able to play against um, guys who have NBA experience, uh, rookies that were in and out from the G, sent down to the G League and up to the to the big league team. So Jalen Green is just a, a world class scorer, and obviously they're gonna you know the Rockets are gonna put the ball in his hands quite often this year. He's going to be the starting two guard next to uh, Kevin Porter Jr. And like I said, just a world-class scorer. Could give you buckets from inside and outside. I think he's going to be a better defender than than people expect. He's, he's about 6'6". He's a 6'6 guard. And he can, and he can move to the three. Um, he's got a, a nice wingspan. So I believe he's a guy who is going to get a lot of playing time. Gonna gonna be um, out there scoring quite often. I think he's gonna lead the the rookies in scoring. Uh, not to say that Kay Cunningham is is not a, a a good player. I just think that the pieces around Green are a little bit better than what Kate has going in in Detroit. It might have been different had the Pistons drafted Tyrese Halliburton instead of Killian Hayes, right? Um, because then you're looking at a draft where you got Halliburton with your first pick, Sadiq Bey with your second, who looks like a very quality rotation guy, a 3 and D player, and then Isaiah Stewart, who is a man-child. Just like Bam, not the, not the biggest in, in height, but just has muscle everywhere and, and can jump out the gym and grab crashes the boards hard and dives for loose balls and just a guy that you can um put in put in the middle of your defense and can um you know move around and can uh you know cover on on, on pick and rolls and stuff like that. So those are nice road road players, but 
Cade's not going out there with guys like like a Michael Porter or a Kevin Porter Jr. or a, a Christian Wood or even a, a Eric Eric Gordon who could potentially be moved because he's he's a guy that that doesn't want to be in a rebuild situation, right? But um, yeah, I mean Houston's got some got some some talent there, um, so I think. Jalen Green is gonna is is one of the better bets to go with for rookie of the year, and then my second one is Josh Giddy. He's a guy that was getting blown up. He's been getting talked about quite a few times in our Discord, so that that's what kind of drew, drew me in on top of how he looked. Uh, in his first preseason game for for the Thunder, another guy who's gonna see a great deal of opportunity in OKC. Um, I could see, you know, him being thrown out there with with Shea Gilgis Alexander, with Lou Dort um, at times running that three guard rotation. He's Six five, six six as well. He's another big guard, um, maybe even taller than that. But you know, he's drawing comparisons to, and this is always going to be the case because everyone does this every year. Drawing comparisons to guys like you know, Aluka Doncic because he's making the jump from from playing overseas professionally to to the NBA, and then even more so, a guy I can see a little similarity with. And a guy who ended up winning Rookie of the Year last year, uh, Lamelo Ball. He's got a lot of he's got some Lamelo Ball in his game. Bigger guards that can uh, contribute across the board. Um, what stood out to me about Giddy in that in that preseason game was his playmaking, but his relent his relentlessness going to the bucket. He was able to finish. Through contact, finish over bigger guys, um, and he's not the he's not a speed demon out there, but he's just crafty, and that's what you know. Luca is able to 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 hone it. He's able to hone in on that because he's very crafty. He's big, obviously, but he's crafty. He's not the yeah, he's not the most athletic guy out there, but he's very crafty. And I've seen the craftiness already. Granted, it was a preseason preseason game from Josh Giddy, and he's gonna be a guy. Who's gonna be um, one of the longer odds potentially on your boards um, going into the season for for rookie of the year? So I would look into Green. Obviously, he's one of the, he's second. He has the second best odds, but also look into uh, Josh Giddy as well. So those are it for the player props for for the award winners. And if you guys have any other um, player odds or, you know, most, most improved players that you, that you like or any other of the markets that I maybe didn't touch on, like MVP, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, um, please let me know. Reach out to me via Twitter or via Discord. We could talk about those as well. Interested to see where you guys are, where you guys are thinking. Um, 
But yeah, those are guys that I just think that have have a great deal of opportunity and, and playing time is key, right? Because we could we could look at some other guys who have kind of, uh, you know, caught our attention in preseason thus far, but it's a matter of opportunity for me and in a matter of like you've you've already shown that you can can make another jump or you you have contributed in a big way early on in your career or so far in your career um a lot of these guys that I do have listed I I've realized that are younger players um but I think that bodes well for me because um these are guys that are jumping onto the scene if they haven't already done so and um are clearly making improvements in their game you know they they they're they're still relatively new in the league i think the the guy who's the two guys that have been in the league the longest have been DeJounte Murray and Bam Adebayo but those are two guys that you know Bam i already talked about just every year's made an improvement and DeJounte is a walking triple triple double so Really like those picks. Um, so now I'm going to go into the win totals. I'm going to start with some overs that I have here. And um, talk about why I believe these teams will exceed their, their win totals. First, I'm going to start off with the Sacramento Kings. And hopefully, our big dog, Aaron Bruschi, could take a listen to this because I know he's uh, he's uh, a guy that works for the uh, Kings. On top of being the uh, the big dog here at Hoop Ball, maybe he can, maybe him and I can can talk about this. But I think the Kings are going to go over their, their win total this year. Set at 35.5. We take the over at minus 122. I think the under is at plus 100. But Sacramento, they're, they're, they are an up-and-coming team. They have talent. They have talent. I think their their front office has been has been a nightmare. They've been all over the place. Um, do I think Luke Walton is the guy? That's that's debatable as well. But there is no shortage of talent on their team. They lucked in. Last year, into getting Tyrese Halliburton in the draft, he made a big impact right away. A couple of Rookie of the Month honors early on. Obviously, De'Aaron Fox, another guy who could be an all-star this year. Buddy Heald. Lights out shooter. Marvin Bagley. 
that guy needs to make a jump. We've seen potential, but not consistency. Rashard Holmes, one of the more underrated uh, players in the league. High energy guy. But, um, yeah, I mean, they were 31 and, and 41 last year, right? So, we're getting a, a 82-game season, I believe. Could be wrong about that. I think we're getting an 82-game season. But... Think uh we are we are getting the eighty two game season. I I'm sorry. I was looking that up to just double check, right? But so that's eighty two games. They uh they won thirty one in a seventy two game season with a lot of hot and cold streaks in between, right? They were on a couple few winning streaks last year. I do remember this because I bet on them a few times during their win streaks. Uh, some money lines and some uh, some uh, some uh, some um, spreads, excuse me. But they picked up Davion Mitchell in the draft. Talked about the the quality young players they already have on this roster. So. Sacramento is a team that stands out to me as a team that can go over their win total. Picked up Tristan Thompson, guy that's uh, obviously a vet at this point, uh, has a ring. Um, but yeah, not, not not nothing crazy. You know, Tristan Thompson and, and Davion Mitchell are the guys that stand out as as the as the pickups, right? Um, but they're gonna they're gonna focus in on developing Halliburton. I, I believe his thirteen points per game uh, from last year goes up. Buddy Hield could potentially be a six man if they don't move him. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Buddy. And then Fox, twenty five points a game. Seven assist. He's another guy that could take another big step here. So I, I'm I'm high on the Kings as far as this win total. I think they go over 35 games. So the Kings are the first team I like. The second team I'm gonna go with the Charlotte Hornets. The over at 37 and a half. At minus 115 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Charlotte surprised a lot of people. I think we can safely say that Michael Jordan has some sense of what he's doing out in Charlotte now. After struggling to, to get quality players in the draft. Um, they hit it out of the ballpark with uh, the Rookie of the Year. Reigning Rookie of the Year, LaMelo Ball. They went and traded uh, Kemba Walker for Terry Rozier, who had a, a big year last year, career high in points. 
Gordon Hayward looks right again. He looks like he's back. LaMelo's going to be the starting point guard this year because um, Devontae Graham is now with the Pelicans. So that was that was uh, smart by them to, to move on from Graham and, and, and allow allow LaMelo to be that starting point guard. And they also added some some guys on top of already having guys. Talked about um, Hayward, Rozier, and Ball. But Miles Bridges made a big step last year. P.J. Washington is, is a guy, is a two-way player to, to knock down the three and, and protect the rim. They went and basically upgraded from... from um, Cody Zeller to Mason Plumley. I think that was a super underrated pickup on top of getting some more depth at the uh, at the three spot with uh, Kelly Uber Jr. I think that was a good pickup as well. Um, and then in the draft, they went and got James Boknight out of uh, UConn. World-class scorer there. Picked up another vet in Ish Smith to back up LaMelo Ball. Just think that the Hornets have an immense amount of talent. And um, their rotation's really nice, right? Um, you could potentially see P.J. coming off the bench this season to play the backup five. I don't think uh, I I don't see Kai Jones being the backup, the rookie out of Texas. But I do see a scenario where you slot Miles Bridges at the four, and you bring P.J. Washington off the bench to play the the, the five. But Charlotte's a team that. Made a step in the right direction last season. They were a part of the uh, play-in tournament. They were 33-39. and 39. Kind of tailed off towards the end of the season. But I think they could get five more wins this year. I really do. Get a full goal season of LaMelo Ball year two. Like I said, the, the key guys made steps in the right direction last year in production. It's a matter of health, especially with Gordon Hayward. Him being out at the end of the season really hurt the Hornets. But it seems like him, LaMelo, and, 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 and Scary Terry have good chemistry. Like, really good chemistry. They played way better when when LaMelo Ball was the primary ball handler, right? Or I wouldn't say primary ball handler because all three of those guys handled the ball. But when he was in, in instead of Devontae Graham, it seemed like the ball moved a lot better around the court. And just gave him more upside, I believe, and, and more more length, um, 
So it just, I think, Horn, yeah, Charlotte Hornets, their team I could see winning close to 40 games. They're going to be up there if they win the 38, at least the 38, but I could see them winning 40 games. But my favorite pick on the board here, and kind of similar to how I felt about Phoenix last year, is how I'm thinking about this team this year. And that's the Atlanta Hawks. And you want to talk about depth on a team? You look at this roster, and I don't think any team in the NBA has as much deep, deep, you know, roster ability. Like, you could go... 10, 12 deep in this, on this team, right? You're obviously not going to see that happen. You might see it happen because they, they, played, they played a lot of guys last year. But the Atlanta Hawks, over 45, 47 and a half wins at minus 110 is my favorite bet on the board as far as the win totals. And here's why. Atlanta was 41 and 31 last year, fifth in the in the East. Um, obviously, made a, a big playoff run and, and went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. But if you look at this team's depth chart, it just got even better from last year. They were already they were already deep last year. We saw that last year, right? But this year, man, they they got some horses to throw out there. On top of bringing back who are they already had, they already brought back. So they basically brought back everyone that they had last year that played in the rotation, who saw key minutes and and whatnot, right? So their starting lineup currently projected is obviously Trey Young, Bogdan Bogdanovich. DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella. And then there he had Lou Will. There he had Kevin Herter. They had Cam Reddish, a guy who I think is a crazy, crazy talented player. Gallo. And then they went and added two super underrated pickups. Like these these guys are are Basically, guys who could potentially start on other teams. I would say more the guard than the big that I'm gonna that I'm gonna talk about. But the lawn right being the backup for Trey Young in Atlanta when last year they really didn't have a backup. You, you Lou Will would come in and slot in at the at the one, but he's a two guard. He's a scorer. Um, now you have a legit backup point guard who could start games for you, a guy who contributes across the board, right? Guys that stand out to me that can contribute across the board. Lon Wright, last season, played 63 games, averaged 10 points a night, four rebounds, and four assists. That's your backup, Right? That's that's quality. 
quality backup play. Quality bench. On top of already having a quality bench. Okay? And then Gorgie Jane. Um, he's the perfect guy for this team. And here's why. He can he can he can play defense, right? He can he can protect the rim a bit, but I think the thing that stands out for, with this pickup is his ability to shoot from deep. Shot forty two percent from three last year, and he shot fifty two percent from the field. So. He's a guy who, just a quality big man, quality big man, you know. He's a quality big, and um, they do have, they still do have Neko Kongu, and he's gonna be out for a bit because I believe he had, uh, he had sh shoulder surgery. So he's going to be out. So he might factor into that big rotation. But man. They're just. They have quality depth. Like quality depth. Like if somebody. Say. Trey Young is out. You're in a you're in a slot. Right into the point guard position. Bogdanovich. If he's out anytime. You're in a slot. More, more than likely Kevin Herter. Into that two guard role. Right. DeAndre Hunter. You put you put Kevin Herter in there. You could put Cam Reddish in there. So they just they have they they're deep. They're deep, and I and I really like this team. We saw what they can do, uh, especially in the postseason. I think that's a team that sky's the limit, and and I really like what they were able to do in the draft as well. They were able to pick up two guys that fell. The first one was Jalen Johnson. He was slotted to be a lottery pick. He only played a handful of games for Duke and then decided to opt out. Uh, we saw in Summer League what he can do. Don't think he's going to be a big part of this year, but maybe in the future he'll, he'll potentially have a, have a role on this team. But he reminds me a lot of John Collins, to be honest. He's, he's, a, guy, he's a guy that could run the floor. Um... Not not the shooter that Collins is right now, but Collins didn't come into the league with with a great jump shot. He was he was a decent shooter, but he's worked on his, his three point shooting, and I think that Jalen Johnson's a guy that could pan out that same way as well. And then Sharif Cooper, another guy who's thought of as a, a lottery or at least a first round pick, they get him in the second round. So Atlanta Atlanta's doing some things, and I really like their win total this year. At 47 and a half. I don't think it's too high. I think it, they're very capable of getting to potentially 50 wins this year. And then my last one is going to be an under. The Indiana Pacers. I'm going to go with their under 42 and a half at minus 110. This is a team on paper who... Have some names, right? There's no, there's no doubt in that they have talent. The Pacers do. 
but for me it's just the, the, the availability of these guys year in and year out so Malcolm Brogdon's dealt with injuries Sabonis Devonta Sabonis same thing right but two of your big time scores like big time scores in Karis LeVert and TJ Warren those guys get injured quite often LeVert is always on the injury report TJ Warren barely played last year and is dealing with a foot issue now Miles Turner he's returning off of an injury and he was a monster in fantasy because of his blocks but Indy really didn't address anything in the offseason. They basically stayed packed, picked up Tory Craig, get Jeremy Lamb back, another guy, injury prone. He's he's been off the court more often than he's been on. He only played 36 games last year. They brought back TJ McConnell, but he's not much of a scorer. So it's it's the thing about Indy is like I do like the I do like the guys that they have. It's just they're they're always unavailable. And you know, a guy like O'Shea Brissett, he he saw meaningful playing time last season. I think he's gonna be in the rotation. I think he should be a part of the rotation. Either as the backup four, maybe even play. He's going to be legit the backup four. But he could also play five if they go small. Um, but, man, ultimately I just think that this team is too injury prone. You got all these guys that are not playing many games. Like, key players, you know? Key players. Warren only played four games last year. Jeremy Lamb played 36 games. Cass LeVert played 47 games. Miles Turner played 47 games. So you see the trend here. See the trend here, and um, obviously their their division got a little better. The Central, excuse me for the long pause, but yeah, the Central division got a lot better. Well, not not even a lot better. I'm mainly focusing in on the Bulls, right? The Bulls. Their win total scares me. I'm not going to even talk about them because I'll, I'll go on and on about the Bulls, right? But 
Indiana, I just believe their their lack of of guys that can stay healthy. They have they just have so many injury prone players, which sucks because if all the pieces were there, they they could easily go over this forty two and a half, right? I believe. They won 45 games last year. You know? No, excuse me. They won 34 games last year. They won 34 games last year. Let me get it right. They won 45 the year before. So they went down. They won 34 games last year. So this is this win total is basically expecting all these guys to come back. That's what that's what I'm looking at is that it's it's expecting all these guys to come back and have and have a, a full year, right? Or at least play half of the season, right? You already got Warren who's gonna be out for the probably the first couple of weeks of the season. Karis Levert can't stay healthy. It's always a number of injuries. He's got the he's got the world of talent, but he just can't stay healthy. Um you know Brogdon's always missing a few games. Sabonis dealt with some injuries towards the end of the year because he was just gassed. Um, he was gassed. And then you got Miles Turner returning from injury. Injuries, 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 injuries. That's clearly what scares me about this Pacers team. And because they don't have, like, crazy depth like the Hawks do, where a guy, like I said, Trey Young could sit out, and you could throw in a Lou Will or a DeLon Wright or even down down the board with at, at the three or the, or the two, where you could throw a number of different guys out there. Indiana doesn't have that luxury. And they're really riding on their main guys to produce for them at a high level. And you can't produce on a high level if you're not even on the court. So that's my biggest concern with them and is and it's the reason why I believe they're they're not going to make the playoffs or not when maybe maybe make the, they could make the playing game again or the playing scenario, but at least to to win 42 games, I don't think or 43 games, I don't think is going to happen. And I could be totally wrong. I could be totally wrong. Because right now, the under, I mean, the over is also at minus 110. But I just think the big emphasis for me with the Pacers is availability. That's it for me today, guys. Really appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of Today in Sports Betting. From the one and only hoop ball. Like I said, you guys can catch me at M42TINEZ on Twitter. If you guys want to discuss some uh, more bets or fantasy things, I'm trying to get more into the to the fantasy conversation over on the Discord. Please hit me up on Twitter or on the Discord. Uh, hope everyone has a, a blessed Thursday. More more preseason to get to. Catch me on the on the Discord giving out some some preseason plays.
But um, yeah, thank you guys again, and uh, best best of luck. Like my 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 boy Devin says, good vibes, good energy to everyone out there, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Take care. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.